and get ready for an hour and a half of pure cigar lounge joy. My name is Tim and I'm the host of this show. And if you're joining us for the first time, here's how it works. This is like your cigar lounge online. We're all going to hang out together. I'm the host, but you watching at home, you're the co-host. Your cigar comments and questions are going to drive the episode. We'll be taking them throughout the whole thing. So keep posting them down below. And to help me run the shindig behind the camera is... Billy the Kid and El Rey del Terran. Hey, we have to admit we made a mistake back here. What, what did you guys do? We lost like three seconds of the sound before we had a little issue with the. When I started, my first words. Your first like four words. My first <laughs> four <laughs> words. Just, just, just say it again. Just say it again. Hold no. on. Now I'm gonna go see if there's anything in the comments. Oh, oh man. What is he saying? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What is he saying? Tim went mute. <laughs> oh, root, root beer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that one went. All right. Well, let's say, well, all right. I forgive you guys. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, around here, we're very, very forgiving. Uh, but I do keep on hand. What uh, What is he about to pull out? The laptop that Terrence oh, spilled all that look, root beer on. It still on. has the root beer coming out the back. It still back. has the root beer on it. And oh. I wonder if you can hear it. If you can hear the... Oh, <laughs> sounds yeah, like my laptop during it. college. Oh, oh my yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> like, like a middle schooler back when I was fifteen. And by the way, sitting third chair tonight is Ryan Destroyer of Liga Pravada. What up, Papa Bear? Which okay. I was, I was a little on the fence about having Ryan on the show because we are talking about Liga Pravadas. Because tonight the topic is when pigs fly oink, oink, well, baby. i'm going to destroy this one but in you're the gonna, way you're supposed to destroy in the it. way yeah <laughs> in the way god intended for it what I what so fired. kick us off what are you lighting up destroyer of liga provadas i have of course the liga provada i went with the t52 flying pig Ooh, okay t52 okay. that's the spicy one it's a spicy meatball all right behind the camera what are you guys lighting up tonight because it is flying pig night I've got the Flying Pig Liga Pravada number nine. Ooh, not so spicy. Okay, not so spicy. Earthier. All right, I have and uh, the shade under uh, the Undercrown Shade Flying Pig, and it's mellow so far. It's going to be a Connecticut. I'm not upset with it, but Terrence, I do like. You the look like pig. a character out of a Doctor Seuss book right now. I got <laughs> to tell right you with that. Yeah. Can people see the full glory of what you've done here with your hair? Probably like not. Let double... me let me sing down a little bit. Yeah, you got to it, sing. It's it. two ponytails that I didn't tucked together on one larger ponytail but it just does what it does it's too long all right all right well i i'm could make ponytail jokes right now but instead let's get on with the show yeah no like responsible jokes, adults hey we got some stuff to cover tonight we got some headlines to bring in front of you guys we got a pick of the week we got a bunch of stuff to do we're going to take a look at liga pravada's really bizarre flying pigs movement i'll say that like the, the flying pigs they're these short 
Uh, I'm just going to throw Terrence. I'm going to put up one of these. They're yes. these short, fat, figurato, pigtailed, perfecto cigars. How I like them. Yeah. And like of all the things, like I feel like only in America do we do stuff that like everybody looks at it like a cigar of this shape and size. These little cigars. Everybody who looked at the cigar, even in the cigar industry, was like, "That doesn't look like a very good idea." And then we do it anyway because we're Americans and we say, "Oh, what the hell?" Jonathan Drew is like, "Ah, do it anyway." And then uh, <laughs> here we all are, and the flying pigs. Everybody's basically got these short, fat. Figurado Perfecto cigars now. Uh, they make them in tons of different sticks. There's the Firecracker. Yeah. So these are the Liga Pravada ones, the number nine, the T52, the uh, Undercrown Shade, and Undercrown Maduro, which are sort of uh, your more everyday smoke. Mm -hmm. We're sitting like right beneath Liga Pravada on the shelf. Pretty interesting stuff. We'll chat about that on the show tonight. But first, I want to take some comments from some people while I take off my footband. Okay, Billy? Take off that foot band. Take off that foot band. <laughs> Tim, you've had a lot of people ask this, and we haven't pulled it in a while. So here you go. All right. <clears throat> Tim. Um, crazy Fat Bottom Alice. Hi there, crazy. Uh, is that Tim playing music in the intro? No. That is stock music that I got off some stock music place where I can use it and not worry about paying royalties even to myself. Why haven't you done your music? Because you can play music. You went to... <gasps> college become a doctorate in music yeah oh, i yeah. went to college for seven years which by the way my <laughs> wife is also getting a bachelor she's been at it for like 13 years i so she's gonna be like way more muy higher than me in terms of having a, a undergrad degree um, I'm about seven years into my associates how's everybody there doing? you go that's what's up terrence <laughs> at, one, at some point they're just gonna mail you one and they're gonna be like all right fine get this they're like bro you got yeah. you got three credits left just here here Dude, this is this is really weird i something changed in my life and i just don't like music much anymore mm -hmm. like i don't listen to music while i'm driving i don't play a ton of music at home i have a music room in my house but i don't play a ton you know you used to be that guy that would like bust out the guitar around a like campfire and be like hey oh, no, that's when the party <laughs> dies like, you have not, <laughs> yeah. like you have not been musicking the no. last time i saw you play music was hq2 yeah grand opening yeah like i don't go play music at churches anymore like i go to my church and i see everybody up there on the stage playing the worship music and you're and like yeah you know, i'm like you guys suck no i my church's band is actually pretty good, but I also know that they've been there since 7 a.m. and they're not going to leave until after lunch. And so I'm like, I don't miss that. All right. Uh, so, no, it's not me in the music and you probably won't hear any music from me. I do have an album like half written right now, but you'll never hear it. I promise. Oh, I swear. And if I do put it out on the Internet, it'll be under a uh, ghostwriter name. Gaptooth um, McGee. Gaptooth McGee. Uh, MC Gaptooth. Dude, did, didn't we have did not did we not have a guy? In the other day, or a customer whose name was Michael Hunt, did that not happen? Where did this come uh, up? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, but I would. I think I, if, if I saw it, I would definitely remember. Who was I talking to? Was my wife working with somebody? Maybe it was my wife talking. To, she literally met a guy whose name, I kid you not, was Michael Hunt. That's crazy. And I'm sure he never went by Mike. I'm. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, let's go. Let's move on with the. Uh, That's where he used the middle name and a second or third. Yeah, yeah. There was in there. Full on name. Well, his name was middle name was dirty. Uh, what is the? Uh, <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. What is the? Uh, or filthy? Hey, that's our new cigar. Uh, what's the next comment? <laughs> Let's move on. So this is when you were talking about the flying pigs. This comment came in. 
Nub? Okay. Frippers. Frippers. Yeah. No. So like, so here's the exact idea. Will you throw up all the all flying pigs again? Because essentially that's what flying pigs are. They're a they're a nub that's been made into a double perfecto with a with a pigtail on them. Effectively, that's what they are. But even David Garofalo's talked about this before, that essentially the idea behind nub is that I forget whether it was the Olivas or the Perdomos that came in and it was, I think maybe somebody rolled him this four by 60 cigar that was on his desk. And one of the Olivas came in to David Garofalo's office and he's two guys cigars. He's a great dude out of uh, new somewhere on the East coast. doesn't matter. It's all one coast to me. And, uh, and, and one of the Olivas saw this four by 60 cigar at his desk and asked if he could take something. And, and the Olivas took that little short fat cigar and made nub cigars out of it. Now today, one of the most widely popular brands out there. I even, I even remember hearing people talk about nub cigars when I got into the cigar industry. Coincidentally, we're talking about music. It was the, the worship pastor at my church who was like, he said it the way that people talk about acid cigars. He was like, bro, have you heard of nub cigars, man? They're so good, bro. And he was like on and on about him, how they're this incredible cigar. And now almost everybody's got a short fat size, but specifically these short figurados are what Drew Estate has like peeled out on. And I don't understand it because here's what, here's what I don't particularly jump for in a cigar, large ring gauges, short cigars, and like odd shapes and sizes. Like for me, a perfectly straight six by 52 Parejo round doesn't change this ring gauge. Maybe box press would be okay to me. That's great. But I'm like, and anything outside of that to me is like pineapple on pizza. And I'm a pepperoni <laughs> on pizza guy. Pepperoni belongs on pizza and not much else. Maybe some sausage. If you're going to get crazy. Anyway, uh, I want to keep getting your guys' comments. We'll talk about the phenomena of these flying pigs in just a few minutes here. Of course, you guys can all learn more about these on the community on Cigars Daily Plus. There is a flying pig super duper secret there, but there's a lot of value. There's a lot more to learn about uh, Drew Estate's flying pigs on the community on Cigars Daily Plus. And that's where we're going to go for the after party in just a little bit. And so uh, do join there. It's free and easy. There's even a process that walks you through it now. Billy, what am I got there? Sea uh, Bloom seventy eight Manson jar as a humidor. I'm thinking he's saying Mason. I was trying to picture what a Manson jar would look like. <laughs> Is it covered it in blood? Metal. <laughs> it would be just a jar filled with Manson CDs. Did that guy make any music that made it to digital? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's still releasing music. Yeah, Is he so still releasing day. music yeah. now? Yeah, he's actually got a couple of good songs. Agreed. Wait, wait, wait. No. Hold on. Who Billy's a Manson about? fan? No, my wife is. Your wife is a Manson fan? Are we talking Maryland yeah. or Charles? <laughs> Maryland. Both, just in general. <laughs> Both of them. But I'm Hold glad. on. I want to go back okay. to your completely Latino wife Bro. being a fan of Manson. My wife loves heavy metal. She's been to more heavy metal concerts than any. She's done a bunch of crowd surfing. Like what? That was her thing back in the day. What? All right. Yeah. We're going to have to revisit that later. She'll yeah, we'll circle back, right back, circle now. back. She'll message it. I've probably been to some concerts with really. uh, A mason jar is a humidor. Can I tell you all a fun story about this? Please. Yeah. Okay. The year is 2018, and okay. I want to become a pipe smoker. Get real close to that mic. Sorry. Everyone can hear you. I'm super close on it. 2018, yeah. you're going to become a pipe smoker. Because I think it looks super cool. Yeah. So I go to a local shop, and I buy some pipe tobacco. I don't know what I'm getting, so I get three pounds of pipe tobacco. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> three pounds seems reasonable i don't so, know three three pounds is pretty good that's right right i don't know 
So I give a lot of pipe tobacco out to friends and family because I have three pounds of it. Yes. And I put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in a mason jar and tighten it down. And then life happens. And just last weekend, I was cleaning out the garage and found a mason jar from 2018 Christmas. And I opened it up and that pipe tobacco was still perfectly humidified. Or do you still need any of that by the chance? I threw it away. Oh, I'm sorry, Terry. I just got a vintage Peterson too. Ah, I'm sorry. Oh man. So yes, you can use a mason jar as a humidor, and it works fantastic. Wonderfully. Yeah, yes. I would say if you're going to use a mason jar as a humidor, make sure that you get a digital hygrometer just so you can track your humidity in there and and go that route. I I think the acrylic's a little better because most mason jars are going to be short for your average cigar. Yeah. But like yeah, Tupperware mason jars. There's a lot of ways to get your humidor started, get your collection starting, growing, and eventually, what you're going to do is you're going to get a thermoelectric humidor anyway. So <laughs> use like 15 mason jars until you decide to pull that trigger on. There that. we go. We All right, go through a lot of pasta sauce. Go through a lot of pasta sauce. Just do spaghetti every night for like a month, and then you'll be fine. Uh, guilty. That's Billy's wife, Michelle, right there, the uh, Manson fan. Didn't he have his ribs removed so that he That's could like? The that floats around on the that's what floats yeah. around that's right? been a rumor. So do like the thing that dogs do. yeah that's been a rumor for we'll get him on the show we'll ask we'll him get him on here <laughs> yo a manson cigar be sick dude a manson cigar michelle would love it because it would taste like uh heavy metal it would come from cuba this cigar just tastes like blood <laughs> yeah it tastes awful god all right what's the next one uh this think? one is from Bob, the cigar guy's cigar reviews. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We've got a celebrity in the house. Longtime listener, first time caller. My question is why are they called flying pigs? Uh, well, thank you, Bob, the cigar guy. One of the greatest cigar content creators that the world has ever known. And one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, he probably knows a better answer to this than I do. But my guess is that they call them flying pigs so that no other cigar company can use the words flying or pig in the name of any cigar ever again because they now have it trademarked. That's my best guess. Although it's probably on their website. They probably talk about why they call them flying pigs, but I'm guessing it's because they're short, fat, and have a little pigtail on top of them. Let's throw the pictures of those flying pigs up there. Yeah, let's See those beautiful, beautiful bacon. Yeah, so the pigtail is up here on top on the cap up to there. Okay. And, uh, and yes, they've got that tapered foot and a tapered cap, not quite a torpedo, but almost just enough that it's that if you are used to a regular Toro cigar, it can feel a little frustrating. The upside is that the flavor and experience with these flying pigs is really good. Like somehow, like usually I expect a cigar to get better when the ring gauge just me, 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 just closes up a little bit, a little thinner ring gauge. If I see a 52 ring gauge on a cigar that I love and I see it then in a 48 ring gauge, I'm definitely going to try it because you get tend to get a little bit more flavor. Somehow with this, they blended these so that these fatter sizes carry like all of that savory, satiating flavor that you get in the regular Undercrown and Liga Pravada. It's completely bizarre. All right. I want to keep getting some comments from you guys. And then we got to dive into a couple of headlines. This one is from Jeff Edwards. Yo, guys, been smoking cigars for about a year now. But over the last month or so, all cigars are tasting the same. Is my palate burned out? Should I stop smoking for a few days? He sounds like that because he started it with yo, guys. <laughs> so, I, it makes sense to me. Okay. I'm Jeff uh, you don't have to justify. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, sound thank logic. You. I, I felt like I had to say something about it. Uh, yes. So all cigars are tasting the same. 
sounds a little bit like palate fatigue. Have you guys, has anyone here ever, uh, Ryan, you are newisher to cigars compared with the other people in this room. Did you get palate fatigue at any point? You ever get burned out on the flavor? Um, no, I, I, I definitely taste. There's some days where I just can't really get flavors. Okay. There's some yeah. days where I'm just tasting a lot. You just get everything. But I, I don't stop to reset it. I just keep pushing through. I yep. average probably four to five a day. <laughs> yep. And I just push through and those flavors eventually come back. So I All don't right. know what's, what the cause of it is. But I'm Make sure you're talking, talking to the mic. I'm not a give upper. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Billy, Terrence. Billy, do you have anything? Does your palate ever get fatigued? No, because I just don't smoke enough to do it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I just, does. I just push through. I just smoke more, smoke more darker cigars. <laughs> yeah. So I do get palate fatigue every so often. And uh, sometimes it'll, yeah, I tend to push through as well. Sometimes it'll take a day or two and then it'll just break through. I'll light up a cigar. But, but yeah, I mean, if you take a day or two off, you tend to come back with a little bit of a refreshed palate. This happened to me when I first got into cigars. I was smoking a lot of Oliva Siri V, a lot of them. And uh, really burned out my palate to the point where I couldn't taste really anything. And then uh, I, I just pushed through it. And then eventually everything kind of evened out and it was fine. But similarly now, like <clears throat> I noticed that if I get sick, which I haven't really been out sick in like a year and a half, really since I started losing weight, I don't get very sick anymore. But now if like in the past few years when I've gotten sick, I'll just take a couple, two, three days off smoking. And when I come back, I do notice my palate feels a little bit refreshed. The ability to taste and, and uh, observe flavors is a little bit refreshed. Also, as you push up in strength and you smoke cigars that are stronger than the cigars, maybe that you were smoking one, two, three, six months ago, you'll find that your palate will have to adjust to that. So stronger cigars will, will tax your palate a little bit more than the milder stuff. Mm -hmm. And even now I used to come in, I used to only like mild cigars. Connecticut's were my jam. And over the last couple of years, I've really gotten into darker, bolder stuff. Like this is the undercrown Maduro uh, flying pig. And one all the way to the right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one, it's the one on the far end of the picture from me. Uh, this cigar is the type of thing I've been coming in looking for in the morning. So I get here around 630 and that's like, I'll light up something dark right away. But even just in the last month, I have to light up something a little bit milder in the morning. So I don't wear my palate out throughout the day. And then my, my mouth is just exhausted by the afternoon. That's what she said. All right. Uh, yes, Bill. we have concerned audience members. Oh, goodness. Well, I don't want anyone to be concerned. Luke Martineau. Does anyone know is Leighton dead? Did he smoke the forbidden leaf? Did you pull like a Mufasa and you're like, you can smoke anything that the light does. <laughs> anything, the light. anything the light does. And there's just this like one. Holy <laughs> there's just a little thing with a joint in it. Just like, a, <laughs> don't ever go there, Layton. A little area over there. No, Layton, no. Not with Simba, the hyenas. remember who you are. Layton is going to school. Layton is a college student. And, and, and his... Uh, his semester's class schedule didn't really work with his work schedule. So Leighton's doing a great job. I literally texted Leighton last week and talked with him. Yeah. He's doing really well in school and we're really happy for him. Yeah. He's I just talked to him earlier this weekend, actually. And he's back, He's in town doing his thing, going back to the gym. He's doing great. Good. He's doing great. Good. He's got to figure out that going to the forbidden smoke part, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's like the most straight-laced person I've ever known. All right, uh, let's take one or two more, and then we got to hit some headlines. We haven't done this in a while, but a pairing with the pros. Oh, goodness. Yeah. We are going to test your Whoa. pairing ability. Do I have to call out pairings? No. Michael 
Duzinski. Mm. Hey, Tim. I'm drinking Tang. Yes, Tang. <laughs> Any recommendations on a cigar to pair with it? I'm sorry. Why'd you read that like Dave Chappelle? <laughs> tang. Yes, Tang. 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 Well, tang. Tang is the drink of the astronauts. Don't we have an astronaut cigar? There like is that? an astronaut cigar. Johnny's we don't carry it. It's called yeah. Fratello. Um, cigars that pair with Tang. I was thinking Johnny Tobacco Dude. Nut. Jo oh, Johnny Tobacco. Yeah, Johnny Tobacco Nut. Would Just because be of the theme. You know what? I so here's the thing. I can't do this without talking out my butt because Tang is such a specific drink, and I haven't drank Tang in a long time. And we and I'm certain we don't have any Tang here. Is that I right? can bring some. Yeah. I've got Tang at home. I knocked people who who <laughs> paired cigars with energy drinks for a long time, and then caught myself pairing cigars with energy drinks. So I shouldn't really try to knock any pairings. I guess uh, something light, something bright. I think Johnny Tobacco Nut probably your best bet because what you want is. You want something light and bright in flavor that can go really well with a light, bright, but very sweet flavor of Tang. So I'm going to recommend a few Connecticut cigars along with Johnny Tobacco Nut that have this really bright, very present flavor that could keep up with Tang. And it probably won't be the ones you'd expect. Although Rose of Sharon is one. So that's one because okay. more medium with a little bit of medium strength with a little bit of spice on it. Also, the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio CT. Yes. Brilliant, brilliant Connecticut. I like that one. Also, a little bit more medium with a little bit of spice to it, which would honestly probably complement the tang really well. The new Partagas Cortado that's yes. less than two years old. Absolutely stellar Connecticut shade cigar. And I'm trying to think. Uh, probably Aganorsa's Validacion Connecticut is another one that's like a box press Connecticut that I think would go really well. What about the Espinosa Laranja? Corona. Doesn't that have kind of an orange that, that has a, a little bit of it? like a zest to it? Yeah, bro. Good call. Yeah, <laughs> I was, that you actually stole mine, Ryan. Sorry. No, I mean, I yeah, the Laranja uh, from Espinosa is built around a Brazilian uh, blend, but it also does have this natural kind of citrus flavor to it, which probably come to life really well with Tang. I see a lot of Tang in the comments right here. So let's just uh, let's try to work our let's try to real quick make our way through. Oh, I also I see one recommendation here from Raisin Perdomo Champagne, man. <laughs> Get it. So during the summer, I switch over from whiskey to gin and Tang just because it's super easy to make at Seriously? all times. Oh, yeah. So for like six <laughs> months, like, really? For real? Do you really do that? Are you an adult? What the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's cheap and easy. <laughs> but I will definitely, and you guys are going to think this is blasphemous, but I go with a Tang and gin with the El Rey Del Mundo and get like a chocolate, chocolatey type of like orange peel. That's a video. Slice. We're doing that in a video together. Can we take, leave the camera on us? Okay. So Terrence and I will have conversation sidebar and lean in like you're going to talk to me. Oh, yeah. I'm getting hit. <laughs> yeah. Does it smell I, bad? Just, you know, <laughs> they do that throughout the whole episode. So I'm literally, so where Billy and Terrence are sitting, it's directly behind the camera from me. So anytime anything happens on the show, I know about it because they'll just like, they'll just like start whispering to each other. And sometimes it, they're like looking at the computers like, and I'm like, oh no, what's going on back there? Oh no. So Terrence has a, a chat blocking hairpiece over there. I'm, I'm good with it. Every time I want to tell you a secret, my forehead gets tickled. That's right. All right. 
That sounds like a weird side effect. All right, I want to keep getting some comments. One more comment, and then we got to take uh, on the headlines because there's some big stuff that, that can affect you as a cigar smoker that I want to make sure that you know about. Then we got to pick of the week. Adil Ali, I had a question. I recently got tired of using a humidor and had a pelican case sitting around, so I started that. Is that a stupid idea? I'm more curious, like, mm, I'm just tired of using this humidor. <laughs> humidor is my suck. cigars just perfect. I yeah. just don't want that. Well, it sounds like it was probably tired of screwing with it. Yeah. I mean, you don't like, you don't have a humidor that's working perfectly and you'd be like, you know what? I want to go ahead and downgrade to a travel case, which is what a Pelican is. Yes. And no, in fact, I was talking with someone in the chat uh, this week during a premiere of one of our videos about this that uses a Pelican case at home. That's not a stupid idea at all. They're airtight. They're watertight. If uh, you end up on a ship and the ship sinks, your cigars will be fine. You'll drown, but the cigars will be fine. <laughs> and so I would say go for it. There's a couple things to be aware of if you're going to use a Pelican case as a humidor. Number one, take the foam out. Yes. The foam can grow mold if you're humidifying it. By God, you should definitely be humidifying it. So uh, that's really the only thing. Also, it's going to be at whatever temperature that of the same temperature as the room that it's in. So keep it somewhere where your temperature will be consistent. If your issue with your humidors was temperature, you have not solved the problem. But it's not a stupid idea at all. No, I use one for my travel. Same, likewise. I use one for as my main humidor, actually. The Pel but the Pelican brands are just so expensive. I feel like yeah, that you Pelican has really gotten up there. Yeah, I got a dupe. <laughs> I got a dupe. You got a, you got a knockoff? Oh, yeah. I got it as a gift from a parent and they got it on Amazon. You can tell because nobody in my family wraps anything. So they just handed me a plastic bag. They're like, happy birthday. And I've been using it since. OK, I love it. OK, uh, keep dropping your cigar comments and questions down below. We have a ton to get to tonight and I don't want to I don't want to run out of time for all of it. So let's start right now by taking a look on what's going on in the cigar world with some cigars daily headlines. Here's what's happening in the world of cigars today. I like to try to balance this bad news with good news with. I don't know, ridiculous news. Tonight I got ridiculous news and I got a piece of concerning news. Oh. So I didn't really quite get the good news in there. That's terrible. The good news is flying pigs are around. All right, number one. Uh, the, and you can read more about these on Half Wheel. United Kingdom to vote on banning tobacco sales to anyone born after 2008. So uh, this is happening in the UK. Uh, their Prime Minister Sunak... What was the guy's name? Yeah, Rishi Sunak. So they've put this plan out, and we've talked about this on the show before, but I want to sort of outline this for you guys. And if you have any questions about this, put them in the comments. We'll, we'll take them throughout the segment. But um, here's how it basically works. What they say is, if you were born in 2000, on or before 2008, you can still buy cigars. But if you're born after 2008, you'll never be old enough to buy cigars because we're going to increase the age uh, of of what do they call it? The age limit on cigars one year every year. So that means if you were born in 2009, no matter how old you get, you'll never be old enough to buy cigars. So just to give you guys an idea, that would mean that if they did it this year, it's 2023 minus 2008. I was educated in Arizona, so I can't do the simple math. If they did it this year, the tobacco age would be 15 years old. So this is presumably going to take effect in a few years. What that means is that like by the time that it hits 2030 or 2035, the tobacco buying age could be like 25, 26, 27. It's a, it's a law that, that supposedly would do some good because it would just eventually outlaw smoking for everybody. But 
there's a few issues with this law that I see coming. And by the way, they've already done this in New Zealand. This is, I think, already the law of the land in New Zealand. We had some Cigars Daily members, uh, nation members, come by the HQ over the weekend, and they said that it's this way in New Zealand, where they raised the age limit on cigars one year every year. Here's why this is insane. Because you get to the point where the age limit on cigars is 43 years old. Well, then what do you do? Because there's two things that, that these laws don't really take into account. Number one, carding every single customer. This is something we've tried in the United States several times. In bars, they say, you know what? <clears throat> we just need to card absolutely everybody, which any barmaid or barkeep knows is ridiculous. If a dude walks in with a cul-de-sac on the top of his head and like a white goatee, then you're not going to card that guy. He's definitely over 21 years old. Except and if somebody's that, 19, was, that was Tim when he was like, seven. that was me when I, yeah, I was going to say, if somebody's 19 and they have a cul-de-sac and a white goatee, you should give them a beer. They probably don't have long to live anyway. <laughs> hey, you need this, bro. You're going to need this more than I am. Why so that 22 and look 50. That one issue is the issue of carding every, and I mean, every single person that walks through the door becomes more and more of an issue every year. The second issue is this. There is cost involved in raising the smoking limit and raising the smoking age. Now they want every cigar or every tobacco establishment to do that, that same work every single year. There's also legislation around that. They got to do stuff with laws. It's just like costs extra money. And of course, the government loves that. Anything that starts the register, starts the meter running and just runs it up indefinitely, they're big fans of. So I, I don't doubt that you'll see something like this come down in the UK and like, and the whole reason that you see this happening, this age limit restriction, is one reason. It is easier to regulate, tax, and complicate something out of existence than it is to outlaw it. We saw this in America during the Prohibition. They outlawed alcohol. They're like, that'll do it. There we go. And then it birthed an illegal industry of alcohol. It's what made Al Capone one of the richest people in the world Been in the, the 1930s. Been at the Bob. Yeah, came from. that's exactly right. So uh, this, is, this is something that, you know, the government knows they can't just outright outlaw it. So what they do is they just tax it into oblivion. Mr. Duty says, and push people to the black market instead of profiting from tobacco sales. Big brains in the UK. Isn't that yeah. kind of Winston Churchill blasphemy? You got a cigar named after the guy that was a private a whole cigar size name. Yeah. Now you basically too, just yeah. want to get rid of the fact that it exists. Every, it's not going to work. Yeah. I see. You know, what's really weird is all of this happening. Well, of course, alcohol is super rampant. Uh, you know, cannabis being legalized everywhere. Eventually, the craziest thing that's going to happen is going to be like this week, police arrested a man who was trying to import two tons of tobacco across the border. <laughs> His friend before him brought 10 tons of marijuana and everybody was good with it. It's just going to be like the biggest news stories are going to be people trying to bring tobacco in the country. Jay, the product says we tax the crap out of tobacco in the UK. It won't happen. Far too much money being thrown away. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think? You think it won't happen because the government makes too much money off, off taxes? No, I think back to Mr. Duty that they're just, like, they can't think of that. Like they can't think of the tax dollars. Like, cause New Zealand did it right. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. Here's what I think, and I, and I'll put this out to all the UK people, and then we'll move on to the next uh, to the next big one that concerns Americans more than UK people. I believe firmly believe that there is more money in in basically outlawing a thing and regulating it than there is in just taxing the use of a product, because you can create taxes for all citizens 
that help enforce the regulation to keep tobacco off, to keep tobacco out of everybody's hands. Mm. That will bring in a lot more money than just the taxes you're going to get off premium cigars. If you do that, then it's like, well, you know, we used to make, you know, whatever, $10 million a year on cigar taxes. Well, now we need to keep cigars out of the hands of everybody under the age of 59 because it's whatever, 2070, right? <laughs> everybody in the ages of 2070. So what we're going to do is we're going to tax everybody, everybody a little bit more so that we can pay for this regulation. And then they've got a much bigger budget to work with. That's what I think. But that's, that's just really smart. It's fair. But then fair. there 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 should be an age and a time where the people who pass this legislation just unalive, right? Pass. And then, yeah, they, they pass on. You know what I mean? And then well, they, yeah, and then it kind of and then it could go away. So this is one thing that you see a lot of these laws, and this is the thing to be aware of. A lot of laws that have to do and keep scouring the comments, Billy, because I want to get a few more before we go to the next headline. A lot of these laws that pop up do tend to be sort of cyclical uh, there, you know, for a long time, cannabis was illegal everywhere in America. Now it's legal in lots of places in America and growing more legal by the day for a period of time, alcohol was illegal in America. Now it's like a lot of work to keep alcohol ads out from in front of your kids so that they don't see them. So like there is this sort of reciprocal thing because again, for the government to have a war on something is highly profitable for the government. So it makes good sense to do. So there's five vices out there, right? Eating, drinking, smoking, gambling, and screwing. And we're always waging a war on, on at least one of those things. Is eating a vice? I'm pretty sure that's necessary to live, though. It No, it, well, I mean, it for is. me, it's a vice. Everybody can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, so yeah, eating is a vice. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's yeah. one of the seven deadly sins. So, in fact, we, Billy and I were just talking about this before the show. This blew this blew my mind, and I'm so glad we have a segue to it, Billy. <laughs> Blow our faces off right All now, right. dude. All Everybody right. grab your faces because it's going to be blown off. So I had to get an MRI done of my shoulder last Thursday. This is about food being a vice, by the way. Yep. <laughs> we'll get there. And so if you've had an MRI, you know it's a little tight in those tubes. Yeah. And so I come out of the MRI tube and I look at the tech and go, hey, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. What happens when someone's bigger? Because I'm in there and I got about. You three, were stuffed. Stuffed I got in there. Three inches from my nose to the top. Yep. My right shoulder's touching the right side and I got about an inch on the left side. It is tight in there. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, there's one size up that there's a few throughout the Phoenix Valley that people can go to. I'm like, oh, okay. So they just go to that one. She goes, well, no. And I said, well, where do they get their MRIs? And she says, the zoo. We send them to the zoo. Yep. And if you're in Phoenix, you use the same MRI tube that a rhinoceros yep. uses if you can't. What? Yeah. The human. And yeah. then she worked in San Diego and they would send them to SeaWorld yep. to use the same <laughs> oh one Shamu uses. <laughs> that is the craziest thing yeah. ever. And and we were talking about this before the show, Billy, because 70% of America is overweight right now. So how like how often do they send people to the zoo to use she said it? about two to three people a week yeah. go to wow. the zoo? I think they can fit about 300 to like fit and like barely squeeze them in there about 300 to 400 pounds. Once you reach over that weight limit, sorry, Straight you to gotta the zoo. Go, go to the zoo, <laughs> go to the zoo, go Into to the zoo. Don't go past go, don't collect $200. All right. I want to get some comments from people and then we hit the second headline. Crisco. <laughs> Just rub some Crisco on him. He'll be fine. Yeah, rub some butter on his stomach, man. He'll get up in there. 
the pictures have a weird sheen on them. All right, what's the next? What's the next comment? That's a lot. That's really good. Your CT food, scan came out fine, but your cholesterol's a little high. Mister Duty says food will kill me before cigars do. Well, I mean, yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the food that we are all eating will will do something to us. All right, get us one more, and then we'll move on to the second headline. Ah, walrus MRI machine <laughs> from Gianni Catalano. Yeah, you can tell he's Italian because he's using the, the emoji for it. The emoji. <laughs> yeah, there he goes. All right, I like it. All right, next big thing in the news, and this is one Americans need to be uh, aware of. Massive tobacco tax increase bill reintroduced into Congress. There's this guy, Dick <laughs> Durbin. Uh, he's a congressman. He is his name. He is that. He uh, is the anti-tobacco guy in Congress. And anytime a uh, a new like tobacco tax or, or anti-cigar bill comes up, this dude has either written it or co-sponsored it. He's the guy. And uh, this is not new. So the headline even says that it's been reintroduced into Congress. Uh, this is something to pay close attention to. And again, you can read more about this on Half Wheel. I'm going to jump over. I'm not going to be able to see the comments for a second. So what they're going to try to do is change the way that cigars are taxed when they come into the country. So there's a process, a step when cigars hit the border, a tax that's charged on all cigars uh, that is called FET, federal excise tax. It's also referred to as S chip. And right now it's a percentage of the value of the cigar with a cap. So it's like half of the wholesale cost of the cigar but there's a there's a ceiling on it, and that ceiling is like forty cents. What yeah, forty point two six cents is the cap. So you won't pay more than that. But what they want to do is take that cap and get rid of it, and then base the tax on the weight of the actual leaf that's coming in. And so half wheel estimates. They said, for example, if a robusto cigar has a current MSRP of nine dollars and fifty cents per cigar, the federal excise tax paid is likely forty point two six cents. In a state like Florida, with no state cigar tax, well, it's great. I'm going there tomorrow. I love it. The sale price would likely be $9.50, of which 80.5 cents might be directly due to federal excise tax. Oh. If the Tobacco Tax Equity Act is enacted, that would likely increase to 11.43 per uh, cigar half wheel estimates, with the federal tax being $2.74. Uh, on the cigar. So what this means now is that the tax on the cigar would be based on the size of the cigar rather than on the fact that it's a cigar. Right now, a four by 60 flying pig is taxed exactly the same as a Agonorsa 10 by 100. Or the Woody. Or the Woody. That's right. Yeah. They're 40 cents on the cigar. They want to change that. And once you, once you change that so that it's weight-based, all they have to do is jerk those numbers around to cause our taxes to go haywild and then the price of cigars goes up. So this is the time where it's like, hey, write your congressman, write him a letter, like tell him to oppose this. You know, certainly the bill is written for taxing vaping products. And, uh, you know, to a large degree, probably regulation still very much warranted on vaping products. I believe we have a youth vaping epidemic in America. So I don't, I don't think this comes as a surprise. But uh, when it comes to premium cigars, they're very different. And to wrap them into a bill that just sort of puts a blanket tax over all tobacco products doesn't seem to be just because with premium cigars, there are a lot of family op owned and operated company uh, companies out there. And even on the consumer end, like it's it's premium cigars are smoked 
overwhelmingly by adults. There's not a like children epidemic smoking no. premium cigars. The gas station stuff might be a little bit different, but with premium cigars, we're getting a legal definition separation there. And so we just got to fight for our rights to be maintained. We've seen huge wins in court against the FDA and unfair regulation, which causes me to have hope that there's somewhere out there, there's a shade of mental acuity going into considering these decisions. So take your, do your part, do what you can. And, uh, Say if you see something, say something. <laughs> right. Let's get some snitch on them. Let's get some snitch, snitch on those congressmen. Snitch on them. Go ahead, Billy. Get some comments from people who are watching. Hey, because I run this company. We yeah, because you basically run the everything Boss here. Billy. I'm going to hijack it for the next two comments. All right. I, if the if the viewership drops, I'm going to come kick you right <laughs> in the testicles. Let's go. <laughs> Billy, is it true chickens lay more eggs based on upon how much sunlight they get? Smoking a now leave, leave me the hell, the hell alone, Lancero. Uh, yes, and that's why they do so well in Arizona, and that's why other parts of the country will get sunlight mimicking lights in their coops. And then wait, we got other people talking about chickens. Good God! Wow, you're Lynn Donovan, church tonight, and they all got Billy. Questions. We have thirteen chickens and three ducks. I would love to get a duck. We get zero to four eggs a day now. Got up over nine over the summer. Yeah, because you're going into fall and they're molting and their egg production drops because <laughs> you got less sunlight. Okay. Good. All right. Shows back to you. All right. Well, we didn't lose many viewers, so we're good. How long till you're a true chicken farmer, Billy? A couple uh, years. I did the math of if I want to make as much money as I make today, I need 16,000 chickens. Right. Oh, five dollars a dozen. Bacaw. That's insane. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's keep going. Keep dropping your guys cigar comments and questions down below. Of course, we're talking about Drew Estates, Liga Pravada and Undercrown Flying Piggies. And I want to sort of take you guys through this. Uh, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. And of course, we'll keep taking your comments. So traditionally, cigars are rolled in what's called a parejo which just means that the cigar doesn't change its ring gauge. It doesn't change its shape throughout. This is the next cigar I'm going to smoke right here. Let me pull it out of here. Nico you can go ahead and pull up Liga 1 there, Terrence. Bow. So a, a good Parejo looks like my good friend Liga Provada number 9 over here. It's a cylindrical cigar. You can have a, a box press that's also a Parejo, but it just doesn't change its shape or size at all. They also make Figurados, which, you know, a Torpedo, a Salomon, you know, anything that changes its ring gauge at any point becomes a figurato. But when it comes to Drew Estate, they said, and I, and I assume I can only assume that this was after the overwhelming success of uh, nub cigars. Everybody started looking for these short fat sizes. So then they made the flying pig size. Go ahead and go to Liga 2 there. Oh, yeah, you can see them next to each other. So that so the, the flying pigs are an inch shorter than a Robusto, a four inch by 60 uh, double perfecto. So they got a the tapered foot and a tapered cap with a pigtail on top, hence the flying pig. Uh, and these things just went buck wild. And I mentioned this at the outset of the show. Seems like a decision that only could be made in America where most people would look at this short fat cigar and say, hey, that's kind of ugly. Don't make that every single year and sell it. But then Drew Estate did, and they just people go gangbusters for the flying pigs. Honestly. And they, I mean, it's got a cool name. When pigs fly, I get it. I like it a lot. But then they came out with these. Now let's go ahead and move on through the slides here. Let's oh, start with the first one. Yeah, you yeah. see, see how I did that? All right. Liga Bravada number nine, uh, which is a little bit earthier, a little bit smoother, but definitely strong, dense, dark flavors. 
Then the Liga Provada T52 Flying Pig, which is a little bit more pepper and spice in the blend. Mm -hmm. And they weren't even satisfied with that because now they've got Undercrown Flying Pigs in the shade and in the Maduro, which they've done a spectacular job like re-blending these cigars so you get that same incredible flavor, uh, which is notable because when you change the size of a cigar, you can really jack up the profile a lot. So they've done yeah. a great job with these, but Drew Estate tends to do that. Like even when they make their cigars into cigarillos, they still somehow taste like measurably like the full size thing. And so drop your comments about flying pigs. Is this something you look forward to every year? Do you get all hot and bothered and frothy and excited about flying pigs? I'd be interested to hear about it. Oh, We're yeah. of course going to continue taking some comments now. Gabe Little. Do they still make the feral flying pig? I tried one two or three years ago, and it did make me feel sick. Uh, have wanted to try it again to see if I could handle it now. Yes, they do still make the feral flying pig. Did you guys put those in before the show? Did you put them in the in the old? There was like twelve of them in the humidor. I don't think so. All right. Well, let's. We should. What mark makes those. it feral? It's bigger. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. It's bigger. Yeah, it's like six inches, bro. It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up in your face. All right, keep going. Let's get uh, let's get some more comments here. I see a lot of good ones popping in. Kaiju. I'm visiting Florida for a golf tournament. Anywhere I should visit besides Perdomo or my father's, I'm in the Doro area. That's literally, Kaiju, where I'm headed tonight after the show. I'm going to get on a red-eye flight and fly straight to Doro where I'm going to spend three days uh, taking all of you guys inside the beating heart, the homeland of cigars in America. Um, man, there are like so much of the cigar industry is there that it's hard for me to tell you where, like where specifically you should go. And I'm going to spend a little bit of my time sort of wandering around Doral and Miami there to, to like get into the cigar scene. But I know there are whole streets where there are cigar shops and rollers. I would think that would be really cool. And El Titan de Bronze, the cigar factory is there. If you get a chance to stop by there, it's a cigar factory in America, and it's not hours drive to Tampa to go see the stuff that J.C. Newman has there. So I hope that helps. Keep going, Billy. I want another one. Gianni Catalano. Why is there no Italian cigars except for the Toscano? It seems like with all the volcanic soil, they could make some real fire. I don't honestly know. I mean... Toscano is sort of the Italian cigar brand yeah. and they make those little cheroot looking things. They're like dry cured. They're you really have my attention. They're really, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also CAO makes a CAO Italia, yes. which has got which like one solid. leaf in it. My assumption would be that the growing that goes on in Italy is not geared toward dark air cured leaf, which is what you use for, for cigars. All their crops are by grapes to make the wine. Yeah, they, they make a lot. Well, they probably do make a lot more grapes than they make tobacco and in Italy. In Italy. Also a lot of leather as well. Fine leather products? Fine and Italian just, just leather products? Leather tanneries where they sit there and take the skins of the cows and horses and How much them... do you know about tanneries in Italy? If I press your knowledge on this, Terrence, <laughs> how how deep can we go? Uh a couple layers probably, yeah. Tanneries daily. <laughs> tanneries daily. Terrence tannery. I mean, Billy's taking chicken questions. <laughs> Kevin Grook says, "Does the flying pig have a closed foot?" No. But here's the thing you got to know and throw my pigs back up on the screen, if you will, Terrence. This is the one thing you got to know. First of all, uh, traditionally with a pigtail, and that is what this coiled up piece of leaf at the top is. Traditionally with a pigtail, you can just use your fingers to tear the pigtail off and then start lighting the thing up. 
the foot on these does have a little bit more wider of a of an open foot for that sort of tapered foot that you get in a figure auto. That being said, I still recommend getting a good cut. I used a V cut on my undercrown flying pig. I do recommend that. Even Billy had before the show. He just tore that little pigtail off and didn't. When you cut it, did you get a better draw? I did. Yeah. I had to do a straight cut across it because I could. It, nothing was wouldn't draw through. at all. So no, it does not have a closed foot on it, but you can, especially with these tapered foot on a figurato, you will get a tighter draw. And as you smoke into the first half an inch of the cigar, the draw will open up. It's like it's like a relief. It's like a burden off your shoulders. Nothing more stressful than like a tight drawing cigar, right? Like you light it up and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like I wanted to relax, but now I'm yeah. in for a workout. Yeah. Now I'm stressed out. My cheeks are going to hurt. I don't like this. I'm going to get COPD from this. <laughs> <laughs> so when that draw opens up, it's just like, oh yeah. Like it comes very easy at that point. It feels much better. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that too much. All right. Let's keep going with another comment or two. Scott M. Could you light the pig's tail and smoke it backwards? <laughs> Not, I no. I recommend it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. But you would. You'd have no way to draw. There'd be no way to draw through it. So, I mean, you could technically, if you just scored it, scored the cap, and then tried to light it, you could. But I'm willing to bet it would be a debacle for you. So I wouldn't recommend it. I'll try right. it tomorrow for you. Thank you. I almost did it on accident when I went to light. I had mine upside down. And I started toasting it for like a second or two. And then I was like, oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, I'll just try it. And I lit it on the right end. And so far, so good. So are you smoking that backwards? No. Oh, okay. I you lit it on the right had, end. I almost had to. You lit it I, on the correct I, end. Well, I, I, yeah, I lit it on the cut end eventually. Okay. Keep going, Billy. After tonight's show, it's confirmed that I need to have the chicken channel. Yes. Chicken question. I just need to do a backdrop behind you of just a chicken to come. It just drops <laughs> down and there's a chicken. Yeah. Today, yeah. Now it's time for chicken questions. Just uh, rent out the studio. Just I, Billy has been talking to me, so I'm I'm going to throw Billy directly into the bus right now. Beep, beep. I talk to a lot of people who want to start social media platforms, and I give the same advice to pretty much everybody. Like I am I am more or less willing to go out of my way to help people do this. But Billy, as a dear friend of mine for 15, 16, 17 years, long time. We've been good friends and I, we've been talking about this, but you have to do it. I know you have know. to do it. You have to actually, Tonight, I told with you how many questions have come in. It's like confirmed. Is that confirmed? No, is that you confirmation sound, you sound like you? one of those boutique brands that walks in here and they're like, Tim, can you, can you, can you do these cigars? And he's like, what's your social media like? Oh, we got to do that more. You sound just like them right now. I got to do it. I you got to Shia LaBeouf and just do it. When was the last time you guys heard that? It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's seen the Shia LaBeouf one where he's saying, "Just do it," and he looks like it. That's that. Yeah, Ryan. One where he looks like Ryan. That's what I was referencing. Okay, I didn't know there was one where he looked chickens daily from Jorge Lopez. Yeah, we're all over that. Uh, Okay, I already copyrighted that and bought the URL for it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's some city in Mexico that has that copyrighted for cockfighting. (laughs) <laughs> probably <laughs> that's cox daily uh kevin johnson says uh, i've been there go- it's not what don't you think. google that <laughs> what if <laughs> what if you could cut a cigar what if you cut a cigar and smoked both halves separately so yes you can do this and i can i'll tell you exactly who does this retired guys uh there was a dude who uh Oh man, he used to come into uh, TNT when I worked there, and I think they called him Sarge. And oh, he was a retired police officer. Him. Yeah, and uh, and this dude was just 
Like people would leave when he was coming in. Yep. He, people did not, <laughs> yep. did not like to smoke with him. But every day he would come in and buy. We had these eight by 60 cigars called El Colosso. They don't exist anymore. I probably have a bundle of them at home. And, uh, and he would come in and buy one and he would cut it exactly in half. Now, here's why. Here's the trouble with that. Then what you essentially end up with is the end with a cap is a shorter cigar. The end without the cap will completely unravel because there's nothing holding the wrapper to the cigar. But if you were to cut it in half and then peel back the end of the wrapper and use like chapstick or cigar glue or something to retape yep. it, then yeah, like you would legitimately have two cigars to smoke. So yes, you can do that, but you just got to know how to do it. You don't want to just cut it in half and expect it to go well because you'll just waste half of the cigar. Would it work better on, say, like closed foot cigars or perfectos where it's kind of a little more? No, because still the issue you have is the second you start smoking it, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So you want to do something to physically fix where you're going to draw on the cigar so that you're not. So the thing doesn't freaking explode on you. And just imagine the draw of cutting a 660 or an 860 in half. Like it's just a wide open surface. It's all yeah, right yeah, yeah. off. I might try this with but, the big John. But if you're retired and you're cheap as hell, like that's the best way. I, I think El Colossos for an eight by 60 were like three or $4. So this guy was just, I mean, he was I miss pre-pandemic cigar prices, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Oh, I miss man. Pre-panini was the time to smoke. <laughs> All right, Billy. Keep them coming. This next comment right here comes from Wyatt Corey. TM, what would cause a cigar to become shiny or glossy uh, while you're smoking it? That's con There's context. There's important context to that. So Drew Estate cigars are traditionally pretty, uh, pretty oily. And that's really what you get. The wrapper leaf has oils in it. That's where you get the flavor from, which is really good. While you're smoking a cigar, if it becomes a little bit more glossy, it's because those oils are just shining through. You know, the heat, the humidity, the oils rising to the wrapper of the surface, all that's going to make the cigar look a little bit more glossy. And especially on darker cigars, you know, your broadleafs, your Mexican San Andreas, your dark Sumatras, your dark Habanos, your Maduros, your Oscuros, those will tend to look a little more glossy while you're smoking them. And especially if they say Drew Estate on. You also have to remember, because I have some gloss on my number nine, and it's right where the band was. So it's probably ah. a little residual glue. That's cigar glue. Yeah. So yeah, so if the cigar hasn't been smoked and it looks glossy, that could just be cigar glue. Although I'll say, when cigar glue dries, it gets this like crunchy white look like your roommate's Playboy magazine. Like your and, computer in college. <laughs> yeah. You were trying to open earlier. Yeah. You open the pages. There's crunchy white stuff on it. That's what cigar glue looks like when it dries. So it doesn't quite look glossy, but it tastes better too. Tastes better. <laughs> I don't know how you know that, but I don't, and I don't want to know. Lo loyal black man says, hey. ha would you, uh, you would have to always cut that pigtail. Anyone punch a pigtail ever? I would imagine you could punch it with a big enough punch. Yeah, I so don't think most punches are big enough, though. With the jet line fat boy, it is. Hold up, I got one in my straight pocket up. right now. It's like a let's try to pull out that pigtail. Up. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, what instead of like actually punching the pigtail, I would punch on the sides of it and maybe break the pigtail off, just because then you get the best airflow for the smoke to come through. And then also you could turn it sideways and suck on it like a flute pause. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I would do that instead of just punching the top, but you'd probably just rip the pigtail off and then just punch the top. And that should work as well. 
where you guys will get a ton of extra value out of the flying pigs when you learn about them on the community on Cigars Daily Plus. Of course, there's a super secret there. There's all kinds of good information and a lot of extra value to learn about. And that's where we'll be going in just a few minutes for the after party. This show going on on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter Excellent. also goes on in the community on Cigars Daily Plus, where we'll have the after party in about five minutes so that we can hang out together and uh, enjoy each other with less of the oversight that comes with the internet. There's a lot of people watching, determining if what we do is taboo. We certainly don't think it's taboo, but some people want to kind of judge us for it. So we got a place that's judge free. All right, Billy, get us a couple more comments. This one's from Frankie Deuces. Is it true that you can bite the pigtail off with your teeth? Yeah, of course. Like you could bite the cap of a cigar off with your teeth. I don't recommend it, but yeah, of course you can. Even with the, even with, so with mine, I, like I said, I V cut mine. Uh, but like, Sometimes I'll serrate around the edge and just pull it off. Like, again, guys, remember, the goal is to create draw. If your goal is to look like Clint Eastwood, go ahead. Like, be Skin my cheroots. Make my day. Like, yeah, then smoke cheroots. You feeling they, lucky? They punk. come pre-cut, don't they? No, you have to, I bite the um, cap off. Depends a cap on, on the batch. Depends on the batch. That's Some of them true. come pre-cut. Depends on how the rollers were feeling that day. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. put any caps on any of these. I'm tired. I want to go home to my wife. Ship them as they are. All right, let's keep going. Aldemir, bald and beautiful, pissed off with the post office of Fort Hood. They ship my cigar pancakes back to FII. Always have them sent to my daughter's address, where since there, since I can't order from Hawaii. Well, I butchered that, but we both butchered ship back it, to think. Florida. Oh, FL. Yeah. I always. Okay. FII. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, the post office is not known for their uh, accuracy. Are people not able to order cigars to Florida? Or are they able to order them to Florida? To Hawaii. Well. There may or may not be a place, if you look them up, that they still do. But there are places that do ship to Hawaii. That's all I can say. Yes. Go on. Next comment. Uh, sorry, I was looking at comments that are not appropriate. Oh, ooh, NSFW ones. <laughs> uh, Suasponte <laughs> Robusto. Tim is taking Terrence on his red eye flight to Miami. Correct? Really, y'all? Y'all really think <laughs> Tim gonna take me? He takes everybody else to the airport with the naked homeless women. <laughs> everybody else in Nevada, but not me. <laughs> I'm gonna be here at HQ doing my job. This is a this will be the first time since we started Cigars Daily that I'm flying solo. Even Jim is even going to stay here. And usually him and I go do everything together. So, yeah, this is just going to be me with a little handheld camera shaking it up in Florida, taking you guys inside the cigar world there. So, and I usually have a couple of hidden agenda things that I do. Cigar industry things, back 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 alley deals. I'm talking to cigar makers about things we're going to do for you guys coming down the road not really back alley just things we haven't really talked about yet just greasing the little palms maybe. <laughs> greasing the palms making sure they're nice and greasy like a fat greasy cigar like somebody going into an mri that's a little too big <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just rubbing with some chapstick yeah. all right so so <laughs> this right here by the way i'm about to light up is a nico rustica from mm, drew estate yes it has a closed foot on it as a foot band i'm gonna take off right now and it has this pig cap now, the other thing you got to be really, really, really careful about when you use, when you've got a pigtail on a cigar like this one right here, I'll hold it in front of my Homer Simpson yellow face, Don't. is that if you take this and just twist it off, if there's a vein that runs into the pigtail, 
it's going to pull apart the entire end of the cigar. That's why I favor literally just serrating the edge of the cap with my fingernail and oh, then yeah. pulling that cap off. That's actually what I'm going to do now because I don't want like I don't want to smoke a cigar that's got a crap. So I'm just serrating the edge. Remember, kids, don't smoke crack. <laughs> Thank you, Terrence. Of course. There we go. So I literally just serrating the edge. No I've just pulled it smoke. off there. No cracks. No crack. And the draw is fine, even though it's a closed foot. Ooh, it's chocolate. Chocolate cold draw. Yeah. Billy, get a comment. Tim, you know you're not supposed to talk about flavors for the cold draw. I know, but but it says chocolatey. Chris Sosa. Thanks for watching on Facebook. Off subject, what would you recommend for a cigar that's earthy and muddy, but also tastes like it smells? Also, that's not off subject because this is a cigar's daily. (laughs) Chickens are off subject. Chickens are off subject. Well, it's not really off subject. No, it's off. It's off brand. It's off the planet. But we're talking about pigs and chickens. Might as well just bring the whole farm with mud. You know what I mean? Um, Earthy and muddy, but also tastes like it smells. So number nine is quite earthy. I don't, yeah, number nine. Maybe it overhumidified because I get a lot of those earthy tones, like flavor profile notes from overhumidified cigars. So I would say maybe something like an El Rey del Mundo. Dude, I was literally just about to say the only cigar that I can think of that I think of like muddy as the flavor profile is El Rey del Mundo. But that's because El Rey del Mundo is a good cigar. It's It's got a little bit of chocolate to it, but not like a crazy flavor profile. That flavor profile is just kind of muddy. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of like notes to pick out of it, but it's an economy brand. It's very good. And yeah, I think it smells like that too. So fair enough. All right, guys, here's the deal. You can get a ton of extra value out of Liga Bravada and Underground Flying Pigs when you join the community on Cigars Daily Plus. And I do recommend that you do that because we are going to go there right now for the after party. This show will continue with even fewer rules and uh, the same damn best damn cigar content online that there is. All right, guys, we're going to head over there for the after party. So do join us there for more of this great episode. Otherwise, stay tuned for another great show next Monday night. Thank you all so much for being here. And we'll see you on the after party. Bye-bye now. And we're back. Welcome to the after party. We can say all the shit we couldn't say on the internet. Hey, um, get an extra 10% off flying pigs. All right. Ooh. They're going to go fast. They really are. Uh, we, we've, you know, it's a, it's a limited edition product. So they only come out with so much of it. And when, it, when you we get it, we get it when it's gone, it's gone. So get some for yourself and uh, save on them. They ain't cheap, but they are wildly popular and they're good. Like, I, I typically, I don't want to come out and tell you guys a cigar is good and worth the money. If it's not, that's the last thing I'll ever do on this channel or on this website. Uh, I think that they're very good. And if you want a good, unique, interesting experience, the flying pigs do have great flavor for the blends in which they're made. And just, if you guys will notice, I didn't get them in every blend they make them. I only got them in the T52, the number nine, and the Undercrown, Maduro, and Robusto. I didn't get all the other ones. I just got the best ones. Also, I don't know if Gabe Little's still watching. We do have the Feral Flying Pigs fairly often, so just put notifications on for that. We have some right now. I think they're sold. They might have already sold today. 
that might just be they were no 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 they've been out of stock all week oh have they okay they've been out of stock all week because i remember i was making the graphic art for this for the flying pigs and they were already out of stock they've been out of stock for days okay so so if there are 12 or 13 back there he should be able to call and order them for me tomorrow okay yeah i'll, I'll take care of you gabe if you're still watching i got you yeah gabe or i could just call you i'll give you a call in the morning don't worry all right. do you have gabe's number I do. We, you guys I take, go way back. Yeah, we, we go back to about six months when I started. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jimmy Adams says, are they better than the regular sizes, though? So I don't know if I'd say they're, you know. Can so you got to that? you got to no, add yeah, the flavor yeah, profile and the novelty to it as well. I think out of everybody, Drew Estate does the best with downsizing because you can get the number nine is the t52s and those little cigarillos the, the coronets yeah that they hold their flavor just as good as yeah. the flying pigs or a regular size i agree i i think they're worth it like i said just because the novelty it's a one limited thing that only comes out what once a year right tim yeah so they come out once a year so pick up a single or five pack and enjoy them they're going to be still good they're going to be damn near the same blend as a robusto or toro but th i definitely think that is worth the price my 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 answer is no, they're not better than the regular sizes. And and for me, it's because of what I said during the main show. Like, I don't sit down and pick up a four by 60 cigar ever to just enjoy. That's not true. I'll smoke a nub once in a while. And I'll smoke a David and Goliath from Foundation. I don't smoke these when they come in because they're just limited. So when it comes to these, I typically try to leave them for everybody unless we do a show like this. Uh, they, yeah, because they're Jimmy says because they're more than the regular. I think that you probably like for people who really like that size or really like the novelty of it or want the rare and limited thing that the value is there. Absolutely. But for me, without having smoked a Liga Pravada next to a flying pig, I don't know if I could like speak to the difference in the flavor or the flavors better. I will say the undercrown that I was just smoking was like just perfectly balanced, really, really good. Like, and so maybe you could make an argument for that, but you'd have to try them side by side. I do think that they're a cool size. All right, I home smoke down, guys. I would oh, say yeah. don't be don't don't think because of the size it's a smaller smoke. Uh, that's what I was surprised about it. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good hour long smoke. Really. Yeah, yeah, dude. I smoked all the way through that. That that was the surprising thing about Nub when it came out. And my my you know music buddy who said, "Oh, you got to try Nub." He was like, "Yeah, it's a four inch cigar that takes an hour to smoke," because and he was always talking about how well packed they are. They're, oh, they're so packed. They're packed so well. It was when I didn't know anything about cigars and neither did he like they're all basically filled the same and you don't call it packed with a cigar. You call it filled. They're underfilled. They're overfilled. They're filled very tightly. Stuff like that. Uh, Tyler says a nub is a perfect quick smoke. Uh, that's what I like about nubs. And again, you could smoke a nub quicker. I mean, puff on a little bit faster, but I do find that nubs take about the same time as a Robusto to smoke. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. Just with the wider ring gauge, the same amount of tobacco, kind of. So it does take me about an hour, hour 15. For What's a nub ring gauge? 60. 60. All right, Billy, get us This is comment. from Don George. I like the new look of the Cigar Daily Plus site. Thank you very much. I didn't do any of it. I just told a guy to do it, and he did it. So he did a great job. Thank him. Can we talk about how the uh, number nine... And the T52 and then this Nicarustica are very toothy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the It's really bizarre because toothiness is a feature. It's little bumps all over the cigar, right? Little bumps on the wrapper leaf. Goose pimples. Little goose bumps. And they are, if you, if you read about online about 
toothy cigars. Websites pretty much unanimously say that if you if you find a toothy cigar, it's going to be a Cameroon wrapper, African Cameroon. But I don't see a lot of toothy Cameroon anymore. I don't know if I've ever seen a toothy Cameroon. But I see um, a shitload of really toothy broadleaf, broadleaf, yeah. and Mexican San Andreas, mm-hmm. and even some dark Sumatra that's pretty damn toothy from time to time. Huh. The only here, I'm, to- go for it, Terrence. I was gonna say the only toothy Cameroon that I can think of is the AJ New World Cameroon. Where from time to time I'll open up a box and I'll see some some good bumps on it, but usually like if it's uh, like a anniversaire from CAO or the uh, short story from Fuente, they're pretty smooth now. Yeah, dude. All right, uh, let's get a couple more comments here, Billy. This is from Barber Dave. Hey. Tim, did you ever smoke the Black Swan? I gave you. Yes, and I liked it. I even used Photoshop to use the band to create a different band for another cigar I was trying to make Ooh, because I liked some of the colors in it. Yes, I did smoke it. It was wonderful. Thank you for giving me that. Bayou Chilihead says, the plus site looks the same to me. No, what we did is we created a uh, we created a login page. So now there's a barrier in between unlogged in customers and logged in customers. And that's mostly so that uh youtube doesn't give us a channel strike so now you'll when you when you come to cigars daily plus it'll take you to a landing page where you'll log in and it'll take you to the regular website just like it's always been there's just a new landing page that's all it is this is from david tim i have a question i've noticed that some cigars i smoke start off kind of slow but then really pick up in flavor as i keep smoking do makers do this on purpose to build anticipation no um the idea ideally with a cigar you're going to give as much flavor as you can right at light up but in here's the issue when you when you take the filler leaves in a cigar and i wish i just had some straws I wish i just had a fistful of straws right now but if you if you picture like a fistful of straws here straws are all the same length and i can make straws all go the same length but leaves are not all the same length so if i take five or six leaves and roll them up into tiny like tobacco straws and put them in my hands They'll all go to a different length. Then you take those and you tear them in half. So you got the the tips sticking out of one end and the tips of the leaf sticking out another end. You tear them in half and then you overlay them like this. And that is the insides of your cigar. Mm. So there's tips in the in the cap end and there's tips of the leaves in the foot end. Now, as they're filling this out, they'll they'll take little scraps of tobacco and fill out soft spots in there. But at the cl- at the foot part of the cigar it can mean that not every filler leaf is fully extending all the way to the foot of the cigar. So as you smoke into it, you are you are getting a different mix of leaves potentially than what you were getting at the foot of the cigar. That's why flavor development is a standard thing that happens in the first third. And by the way, with the flying pigs, very similar to what you get with nub cigars, they call nub the filet of the cigar. They take a cigar like this, where that first bit of the first third is going to be some flavor development. And the last bit doesn't matter because you're drawing on it anyway. And then this middle part, that's kind of the filet of the cigar. That's where you get all every bit of all the leaves. And that's what nub is. It's just the best part of the cigar. And very similarly with those flying pigs, you are getting all that full flavor at light up. That's one thing I would say gives the flying pig sort of an edge is that from the moment you light them, and I got that with the undercrown, from the moment I lit it up, there was incredible, brilliant flavor that stayed full all the way through the cigar. This next one is from Emmanuel Garcia. I think Billy should get a direct shout out. 
so obvious I'm going to read this one. Dude owns a whole ass cigar masterpiece, one of the best, if not the best cigar media channels, and still humble enough to let Tim go on vacation to Florida. Wow. Off, hats off to you, Billy, master of cocks. The well, cock and master. Well, we can't because Scott is the cock and master. That's true. There can, there can, and you signed his box. I said there can only be one cock and there master. can only be one cock and master. And Billy, I haven't thanked you yet for letting me go away. I, I, I greatly appreciate yeah. it. All right, keep going, Billy. This is what, from. Can I can I interrupt that comment real quick? When can I <laughs> go on one of these damn vacations, Billy? <laughs> when can I go on a Cigars Daily Boys trip? Sorry, we got you. Just got to be here like ten years, and then okay, get okay, vacation. Bet. Bet. You know, from, I buy eggs from Billy. Maybe you should buy eggs from him. I know it'd be easier go. to do. This is from Frankie Deuces. On the website, you guys should do a profile for each employee at Cigars Daily and tell us which cigars you all like to smoke. That's a great idea. That sounds like a lot of maintenance because it changes over time. Like, and, I, and what I probably will eventually do is a staff pick section, but then I got to maintain that too. And I maintain a lot of things every single month. So until I'm maintaining all of those things well, I'm not going to add anything. Can we just have like a Terrence corner of the website where the it's Terrence just, button, just yeah. Terrence button. And it's just El Rey Del Mundo, all six of them. Just all it's the just if his little head with his hair coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from Slingshot. Tim, have you noticed that the last bunch of Illusione Singulares origins don't have the same flavor profile as the first batch did? I have not noticed that because I got a bat. Well, I got. So I haven't gotten the Robustos and the Corona Gordas yet. And I'm going to be getting some of those very soon. I got them in the Churchill and in the in the Gordo size, which is basically a fat Toro. Like an Epicure. Yeah. Yeah. And I smoked the Churchill and thought this has the consistency that I was looking for for Singulare. So I, I'm going to be very interested when the Robusto and the Corona Gorda come through because that cigar was wildly popular. Everybody loved it. And now I do want to see consistency in that blend. And if they don't have it, I'm going to be so upset. Like I literally called Illusion. I was like, dude, this taught me about getting behind a cigar that I really like because then they've been out of it for like months. So, yeah, I've had weekly calls with Illusione about that cigar for the last month. I would also say just be careful with the these ring gauges are going to be a little bit different as well. So there's different amounts of tobacco at play and it's going to change the flavor profile slightly. Compared yeah, to yeah, the original yeah. Sizes as well. So that might be just what you're tasting. Unless they unless they blend it every size, which who knows? Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know what Dion does over there. Rooster said before Terrence gets his corner, you have to master root beer first, Terrence. No, I've quit root beer. <laughs> I quit root beer. Also from Rooster, has any of y'all smoked a lunatic 10 by 100 yet? No, because they all disappeared <laughs> off the shelf, man. They were, they are all gone. Bro, I my single largest stressor in my life is always the same thing. I didn't order enough of it. I ordered enough of that 10 by 100 that like at the, at the trade, at the PCA trade show, they're like, Oh, you're that guy that ordered a shitload of those 10 by 100s. And then we got them in and they were gone in a day, less than less than a day. And I'm so upset. I didn't get more. I, I literally called Terrence Riley over the weekend. I said, I need as many 10 by 100s as, as you can get me. Give me the rest of them in your inventory. Send them all to me. And uh, so, no, we haven't smoked it yet. I have one in the office that we opened <gasps> for something and it was cracked. And so we didn't ship it. And I kept it thinking Terrence would do a video with it because I do not want to smoke it. 
I'm probably going to smoke it. <laughs> oh, it's a, but I'll, I'll smoke it with you. I'm only going to smoke it, Terrence, if we can get more of them. Okay. Okay. All right. Otherwise, we got to find some other redonkulous. I haven't even, they sell out so fast. I don't even see them. Yeah. You haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen it. There's one on my desk. On your desk? Yeah. It's on my desk uh, right on the other side of this wall. Go get it. All right. Yeah. Go grab it. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, Billy. I know you own the place. So, <laughs> boss man, Billiam. Just a suggestion, sir. Just a, just a slight sign. Might I suggest if you want to, sir. B says that's ludicrous. He turned oh, to wow. dust. All right. Uh, how many days free is Terrence from spilling root beer? Uh, we've got it's been 14 days now. <laughs> Although we don't know what happens at home. This is not this is for you to look at. Put the put the camera on you and you show everybody. Yeah. I, Hi, everybody. Don't care about I'm here anything. taking time until Billy gets back and he's sitting down in three two one and let's get his initial reaction of him opening so his I was coffin. looking for a cigar and i didn't think it was the like pencil keeper on <laughs> the box it looks like a tiny humidor oh i love it i haven't even had it in my hands yet how does it feel is it girthy is it heavy so gross oh so uh, here is the nika rustica which is a six by 52 toro compared to it i need it i need it there you go that Rock is, says, Tim, yeah. why don't you uh, why don't you fancy the 60 ring gauge? I feel like the smoke cools down more in between puffs, enhancing the flavor. Uh, for me, it's more of a mouthfeel thing, a comfort of holding a thing like it just feels too big. And maybe if I just smoke six by sixties, I get used to it. You know, when you get in somebody else's car and drive it, you're like, this is weird. Yeah. It's that that's the feeling I get when I smoke a six by 60. It's like, this is weird. Like to me, this is normal. I'm doing this all day. And if I'm going to go look for a cigar, it's always a Toro. And so 60s just seem too big. That thing. How that, long does that take to smoke? What did that they cigar? Say? Yeah. I have no idea. Three, four hours? I would say about four and a half, maybe five. Okay. It's but very toothy. Very toothy. Mexican San Andreas wrapper, actually. Uh, the cap is pretty cracked. All right. Luke, Luke Martineau says, Tim, my dad loves a Sobre Mesa Brulee Blue. Is the Undercrown Shade in similar size a good recommendation it is his birthday soon and i can't find them anywhere so i thought the shade would be good um i would not say the shade is comparable to the sober mesa brulee blue sober mesa brulee is uh but i think we have some brulee blues right now and luke if our website says out of stock just call us we'll double check and we'll get you guys taken care of for your dad's birthday I'm checking. No, we have them. Wait. Nope, we don't have them. It says we don't have them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We had some this morning, though. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Uh, right into us. But some other cigars I'd recommend that I think are really good. The Sobre Mesa Brulee Blue is a really, really hard one to top. Um, it's a really hard one to even recommend other cigars to go with it. But some of the recommendations I made earlier, my father's Connecticut is really good. Yeah, uh, that's a cigar that I absolutely love. And Johnny Tobacconot, which we're going to be getting in this week in about a day or two. Uh, and then similarly, the, the Partigas Cortado. I mean, for this price of a Sobre Mesa Brulee Blue, you could get a Partigas Cortado. You could get a, and a uh, Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio CT. Same about the same price for the two cigars is what you'd pay for. How many cheroots could you get? Uh, like 50 <laughs> a, lot, a lot of shrooms i was also going to recommend the epc new wave connecticut it's not going to be exactly like that but it does have really good flavors especially for connecticut i tell people it's like 
like a citrusy cream kind of flavor. And then also you get like a brand cereal out of it if you can taste the flavor notes like that. And it's really kitschy, but also a really damn good Connecticut. Dude, can I tell you guys something that blows my mind? I'm, I'm curious to what you guys think about this. Rock says, I'm smoking the Alma Forte Hexagon 660 Smooth AF. Now I happen to know this. That that's they call it the six toe, that hexagon shape. It's a six-sided cigar. It's box press in the six sides. And Placencia says that is the number one selling cigar they make. No way. But it is not for us by like a lot. Like we still sell, you know, the Alma Fuerte Natural in the Edmundo size, the Toro size. Eduardo. And the Eduardo, thank you. And the the Alma Forte Maduro in the Robusto and Toro by like a lot more than the six toe. It seems weird to me. This is another thing with big ring cigars. We don't sell a ton of them, even though clearly people enjoying the show right now are big ring cigar fans. There's lots of people who like that 60 who think that cools down the smoke and it's all good stuff. But it's really bizarre to me that like, I would think that because we we are online and because sort of our audience is everywhere, I wouldn't have us pigeonholed into any one space, but it does sort of seem like we end up being there. What do you huh. think that is? Billy, they're, I mean, it's your business. Number one. It is <laughs> so come up with a reason. Isn't it a pretty, well, what's I've, the price point? Does the price point limit? It's like 22 bucks. It's 22 bucks, but all the other ones are 20 bucks. So it's yeah. more. I'll say it like this. Uh, the person attached to this retail space is you. And the sizes that you seem to like and review and dedicate the most talking time to are Robustos and Toros. And so maybe if you end up saying more about a good 660 that we carry, it might boost the sales of it a little bit. But that's the only thing I could think of at the moment would be you like Toros, you like Robustos, you wish everything yeah. was in those sizes. So that's what moves the best for you. All right. Uh, Luke Martineau says, you guys are out of the My Father Connecticut, which will be here this week, by the way. They're on the way. Lots of them. I can't spell the other one. Cortado. C-O-R-T-A-D-O. Cortado. Exactly the way it sounds. And Antonio is also the way it sounds. A-N-T-A-N-O. Antonio. Uh, Which uh, the Cortado was Partagas's only Connecticut, and they did a damn good job for their only one so far. I know. Around for like 130 years, and they're like, you know what? We should make a Connecticut. We just haven't done it forever. I don't know. I don't know why. Let me, 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 try. Oh, it's great. Sure. <laughs> All right, so I've been watching the air purifier. There's a little air purifier over here that it tells like what particles are in the air per yeah. whatever it is. And when we were all smoking the flying pigs, it was like kind of dipping below the max out. Now that we are all on these at nine <laughs> maxed. Yeah, dude. It's over 9,000. Yeah. The sneaker rustica is just smoking itself here yeah good it's old chimney stack like good old drew estate love them dude i you know i i am a fan of the flying pigs even though i don't like short fat cigars i i mean i also like the david and goliath by foundation you know nick malilo blended liga Pravada cigars so obviously he's going to come out with a brand to sort of be his i don't know what you call it his liga Pravada. uh but it's just like in the world of rolling up leaves how much of this can you do like even Holden says, do y'all remember that triangle that Alec Bradley made? Yeah, I do. That was weird. They called it the tri something trifecta something like that. They made like three Who made blends. The diamond. 
That was also that was Alec also Bradley. Alec, Alec, yeah. Alec Bradley. Yeah, they made the the uh, Black Market in a Diamond Press stellar, and then also the uh, just came out this year. It was the uh, Gatekeeper in a Diamond Press as well. There are twenty boxes out there that I'm sending back. They All just right. look squished, not pressed. They're not <laughs> diamond pressed. Anyway, they've had an issue with that this year. Go for it. Give me the next comment, Billy. This is from B. I have two Cohiba. Terrence, help me out on this one. Esplendidos. Thank Esplendido. you. Sitting in my humidor that are legit, but I'm afraid to smoke them because of how hard they are. Or how hard they are. To how get. Hard, yeah, thank you. There we go. Also afraid to be disappointed. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, special cigars. When do you smoke them? You put them in your humidor. You want to enjoy them. You enjoy looking at them. You enjoy the fact that you have them. You tell all your friends about them. You take pictures and you bring them to work. So when do you smoke one of those things? I think that this is actually pretty easy to settle out. If it's a cigar that you bless you, bless you. if it's a cigar, you're not sure you're going to be able to get again, save it for a special moment. Plan that special moment. Look forward in your life to something that is coming up. It could be something as simple as a birthday or Christmas or visiting with a friend. It could be something as big as like, I know that in the next two years, I want to buy a house. Or maybe you've set a goal for yourself. If you don't have goals, you should have some, some goals. And when you reach one of those goals, then you've got a great and amazing cigar to pull out. The shame is having a spectacular cigar in the humidor, sitting on it with really no plans to ever smoke it. Because if you just never get around to it, the humidor gets dried out, your house burns down, you might lose it. So come up with a plan for that cigar. And it can be like have, knowing you're going to smoke that cigar when you over when you pass a, a hurdle or something like that or reach a big milestone. Yeah. That can really be a great motivator to get that thing done. Because then every time you look at that cigar, you're reminded that like, oh, yeah, I'm saving for a house. Or, yeah, I'm trying to get my wife pregnant. I just got to figure out which end to put it in. Oh, goodness. <laughs> goodness. goodness. I like to do that, but nice cigars in other people's humidors. So Tim has an Adabe sitting at his home. That I said I was going to bring you that I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm just bring the you. next time at your house, I'm just Shit. going to smoke that. All right, good. Uh B Detroit hashtag love cigars. Billy smoking now a Toscano. It could be a Cheroots Italiano. This guy's been asking, like, he wants me to smoke a, a Toscano. Toscano because they're, it's like Cheroots. They're You're pretty gonna love solid. Yeah. They're really good. They they are really good. Do I you just had one that can get them in a cigar shop. Yeah, I can get some for you. I, I can definitely get you one next on my next day off. I was just smoking one last day off. Yeah. Dude. All right, keep them coming, Billy. Uh, all right. Wait, there was, there's one. It's tough on these cause you can't star. Yeah. Give me a second. All right. White court, Tim and the team, even with those air purifiers, does that room still stink pretty bad after a CD live show? No. Yeah. It, well, it's a cigar shop, so it always smells like cigars and yep. we smoke in every bit of this building all the, all day long, but we also run a nebulizer. <laughs> that's that's terraforming. not forming. What is it? Oh, a terraformer. Yeah, we're terraforming it. No, we, it's an air. It's a ozone machine. We run that every night when we leave. At least uh, two of them. Two of them. Yeah, we run run up in the lounge and one one in the front half of the building and one in the back half of the building. And the reason we do that is because we know it's going to smell like someone was smoking a cigar. We don't want it to smell like someone was like smoking a cigar a week ago. We don't want the smell of stale smoke. We've all smelled this. You walk into a cigar shop that's been around for. 15 years and it just smells like skunk ass stale smoke yes 
And that's what we don't want at Cigars Daily. We always want it to kind of have that cigar shop smell, that cigar shop feel in the humidor. It smells very much like cedar. Like we fight to have that, but no, it doesn't like, it doesn't skunk it up more than usual, but yeah, the de building definitely smells like smoke for sure. I bring friends in that aren't cigar smokers for game nights or what have you. And they always talk about how good it smells in here. Yeah. Yeah. And like no one, cause people are like, I don't know. It's going to smell. And it's like, remember bowling alleys, how awful those used to smell. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. That was a nostalgic smell, man. Whoa, I wish I could smell that again. <laughs> smells like my uncle. All right. We got time for just uh, one or two okay. more comments guys. After this, this episode is over. I'm literally going to end it, upload it to the server, and then go straight to the airport to hop on a plane to go to Florida. I will be visiting Drew Estates facilities while we're there and Hoya de Nicaragua. So make sure you get a hold of the Flying Pigs. Uh, drop down below this video on the same uh, page that you're on here, and you can find a promo code and save yourself some money on the Flying Pigs uh, of the various assortments. And then I'll have a ton of content coming from Florida. I'm going to see some of the best people there and not get to see everybody that I want to, sadly, but it'll be good. All right, Billy, give it to us. This is from Holden. I ruined a cigar that I was looking forward to hmm. uh, by letting it sit too long. Some don't age like others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say, yeah, come up with that plan of what you're going to do with your special cigars and do come up with something you can do in the next year or two because you're aging the cigar the whole time you're doing it. But what a cool motivator to set in a goal, set a goal and accomplish it. I mean, like there's a book called Discipline is Your Destiny. Read that book, make a goal, get a great cigar, put it in your humidor and achieve something you never thought was possible. Exactly. That's my best piece of advice. I would also say life is short, especially being in this environment where I'm interacting with older people every day. And I'll tell them, oh, I'm sitting here holding on to this cigar, probably going to try to save it for 50 years. They're like, dude. You might not make it that far. Exactly. Enjoy it as soon as you can. Smoke it when you can. Figure out some kind of birthday. So I want to pig, piggyback off of yours and just say, make a short, shorter term goal because you never know what how the world is or how things might change your health that you might not be able to see an infinite day to be able to smoke that cigar. Mm, that was and deep. In the words of Ski Mask, the slump god, just to make it a little <laughs> bit younger, life short, smoke a port. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. All right. Uh, all right. My, this is the last question. Holden says my final golf tournament is this week. What should I smoke after? I don't know. What's that, uh, Monte Cristo that they always have at the opens. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tim? It's like I the don't. green, brown and gold that that's the only one, but it's like only available at the open. So I, I can't remember exactly the name, but I don't know what tournament this is. I don't know if it is the open. It's probably not. I, think I don't know. Season. My, for me, golfing goes hand in hand with, uh, La Gloria Cubano. Really? Yeah, because I was golfing one day and a guy drove by in a cart with a cigar and I said, what are you smoking? And he just gave me one. It was a big fat La Gloria Cubana and I enjoyed the hell out of it. So whenever I think of golf, I think of La Gloria Cubana. Word. All right, guys. Have a great night. Thank you again for staying tuned. I did say the comment, will there, from uh, <clears throat> Air MJ fans, will there be a live show next Monday? Yes, there absolutely will. So you guys can count on that. I'll be back in the saddle here actually this week. I'm only going to be gone a few days. Uh, otherwise, stay tuned this week. Get yourself a great deal on some Liga Provadas and Undercrownses. And uh, this is Tim and the whole crew signing off for Cigars Daily. We'll see you all next Monday. And live your fucking lives. That's right. <laughs>